So what I want to speak on this morning is, um, I, I want to speak about the heart. I really do believe that nothing is impossible with God when the Spirit of God comes on flesh and when they come into union together, then Jesus is able to be expressed and He's able to be displayed. He's able to be revealed um, in, its, in His incredible power and His glory. And in light of our, our flow of our vision, can I say it like this? I believe that this year God wants family fire and He wants heaven's heart. Family fire and heaven's heart. Not just fire. He wants family fire. Amen? Something different about gathering together as a family and the fire of God coming. I believe the Holy Spirit is going to express Himself and the fire of God in the church uh, in this year like He's never done before. I believe He's going to do supernatural things. In our church, what we really do uh, believe for and wanting, to, uh, we have done literally since we started, is to believe that God would supernaturally break out in the congregation. People wouldn't have to get their hands laid on. Uh, you know, hands laid on you too. And, and so that no man takes glory, it's just Holy Spirit fire just coming. And we've had so many pictures, beautiful uh, visions of, of most of the guys who are whatever, the band or the leaders are on the floor. And but Holy Spirit is just powerfully moving. And I was chatting to Bernie earlier and just, we were just talking about angels because all the prophetic guys, when they come into the life of this church, we see so many angels. And often in my heart is, Lord, we need to get these angels uh, active. The angels are always active in relation to Holy Spirit. So whatever Holy Spirit's doing, that's why the angels are there. They're there to outwork whatever Holy Spirit's doing, whatever the Word of God is declaring and being spoken. Amen. That's why I'd never be afraid to declare the Word of God, to speak the Word of God. Holy Spirit comes and the angels come to empower and to uh, allow that Word of God to come to its full fruition. Amen. The power's in the Word of God. The power's there, friends. It's about us speaking. Amen. The power's in the seed, but you have to take the seed and you have to, right? So I believe family fire, and then I believe heaven's heart. Um, I believe there has to become a union. I believe the confusion in the life of the church, the, the noise, the static in the life of the church is the difference between what's being portrayed and the reality of our hearts. God wants us to get back to the reality of our hearts. Once get back to us just being who we are, friends. I want to categorically say this very clearly, and hopefully everybody gets it very loudly, is that whatever you're dealing with and whatever you're going through, you can't hide it from God. So God already knows it. Whatever you portray that's different to whatever you're going through, friends, is only for those that are around you. It's not for God. Do we get that? Can't hide anything from God. So what we're doing, friends, is putting others before God. And that's why we want to create an environment in Oasis that's a safe place for every single one of us to be who we are. Because that's the starting point. And when you're that, friends, God is not intimidated by your weaknesses by your challenges or by your sin. Friends, he is blocked by your arrogance or your pride. See, God resists the sinner. No, God resists the proud, friends. So what we're trying to do, friends, is that which we portray or that's who we are, friends, comes back into line with our hearts. And now who we are in our hearts. Because friends, it's one thing to sit there as the people and friends and just go, well, I'm born again and I'm saved and so that's right, I can do whatever I want and just do whatever you want. There's another thing, friends, to believe I know who I am and I'm going after this and the attack of the enemy is coming and I'm, I may fail but I resist, friends, and I push forward again and I keep pressing into obedience and you knock me down, I keep standing up and I keep going forward in God, friends. There is anointing in that obedience. There's power in that obedience. But we have to be open, we have to be vulnerable, and we have to be real with one another.
Amen. Hence why I'm sharing about the week. I'm not going to stand up here and go, fasting, it's awesome. And yeah, tick the box, another seven days of fasting, it's awesome. I think mine was two days, I ate something. One day, I ate something. Half a day, I ate something. Can we turn to 1 John chapter 3, please? I just, oh, I just felt this on my heart, just to drop something in here. I had two scriptures that God spoke to me during the week. And I want to read them, but I want you to stay in 1 John chapter 3. But I'm just going to quickly read these two scriptures. And it's in 1 Peter chapter 4. So stay in 1 John 3. 1 Peter chapter 4. And uh, the whole chapter is really good. Um, but let me just read from verse 7. It says, The end of all things is at hand. You have to understand the chapter, and I haven't got time this morning to go into and unpack all of that. But he is talking about the end times, but he's not saying that um, it could come now imminently. Or Peter was very aware of what Jesus had spoken, and uh, which we'll read now in, in Luke 21, which is all about end times. Um, so he knew what the signs and the things that were going to happen. But what he was saying is, is we need to live as if these are the, the last days, and I believe these are more the last days than when Peter wrote this, right? Um, and, uh, and listening to all the stuff that's going on, and like just what New York did, um, we know we're in the last days. We know we are a voice and we have to we're not an echo, we're a voice. We need to be distinct, we need to be clear, we need to begin to speak. Friends, there's no games anymore, we're not playing games, we're not fiddling around. As the church, the church needs to arise. Amen. And, and begin to speak and begin to declare and, and, and um, be the family that God's called us to be and be the demonstration and be the light and be the example uh, for a lost, a really lost and dying world, friends. That people can cheer and smile and say, yeah, 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 when that's being written in. Friends, they've lost who they are completely. They need Holy Spirit. And they don't just need some little nice little a few words, friends. They need the power of God to come. And we are the instruments of the power of God. Amen? Um, so uh, these are, are the last days and, the, and the, the, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, and I love this, if the end of things are at all hand, what would be some of the things that you would say or declare or what would a, a great man or woman of God say? And this is what Peter had to say. He said, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Wow. I think we need to understand as a church, we need to understand as the body of Christ, we need to understand as the people of God, we need to understand as believers, friends, that when we come before God and we give our lives over to Him and we surrender and we get born again, friends, there isn't an automatic transition that takes place at that time where suddenly all the accountability and all the responsibility is handed over to Jesus. Yoo-hoo! Thank God, now He's taking care of all of it. And then automatically we receive this faith, friends, that just has an incredible number of benefits. And it doesn't matter what you do, you can just switch on the magic faith and it will just accrue, things will just accrue to you and stuff will just happen. We have to understand, friends, that God's given us this incredible ability and this reconciliation understanding that now that we're reconciled to the Father, we have this ability to speak to the Father and for the Father to speak to us and for us to be able to pray and as we pray and speak to the Father for our prayers to be answered. But there's a reality, friends, that in this journey, your prayers don't automatically get answered because you have magic faith. And I believe God wants to answer our prayers. I believe this year, more than any other year, God wants to demonstrate just an amazing Father that He is. And I've had that on my heart the end of last year and the beginning of this year. That's why we're shuffling around some things in the life of the church where I do believe uh, that I, my role has changed in 24-7 and it has changed in even my role outwardly at ministry, friends, is that God's calling me to be a father. More than he's calling me to teach, more than he's calling me to, to do a whole bunch of other things, friends, he's calling me to back to be a father because this world is crying out 
for fathers. It's crying out for fathers because it's fatherless. There are thousands of fathers, friends, but they are not fathering. They've abdicated their role, friends, where many, many families, even if they have an existing father, the father is not fathering and the wife is having to take that role or the father is absent and the wife's taking that role. And a feministic impartation, which is not wrong, but it has to be in, there's a, there, in marriage, there's two roles, right? So again, I'm, I mean, careful how I say this, I'm not knocking the wives, I think it's an incredible role. But what's happening is, friends, that fathering role, if it's absent, friends, then you don't get the male lion roar in the families. And then what happens, friends, is you start to get a gender confusion. Let me not go down there. That's another, that's dangerous. <laughs> Let me, Stay to the topic. 1 Peter chapter four. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. That's a great scripture. We put it on the fridge and we pull it out and we, and we love to quote it and all of that. But that, that scripture is in that context. At the end of all things is at hand. Therefore be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly. And then go to just quickly, oh no, don't go there. I'm going there. Luke chapter 21. And I'll pull this all together, hopefully in a very short space of time. In Luke 21, if you read the whole of Luke 21, I hate ta uh, taking scripture out of its context. But if you, if you read Luke 21, um, it's all about end times and about, you know, there's the, 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 the desolation of the temple that's going to happen, which did happen in AD 70 uh, in a few years from when this was uh, written. Um, there's not one stone that will be left on top of each other and all of that, but there's also uh, warnings of earthquakes and, and famines and all those kind of things, but it says, and then that's not the sign of the end times, it's still something else that's going to happen and a whole bunch of stuff. But in the midst of all of that, Jesus uh, speaks these words, it's 34, Luke 21, 34, but watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the cares of this life, and that day come upon you suddenly like a trap. Wow. Here again, it's end time stuff. He's saying, watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation. Friends, dissipation is like spread thin. Are you today spread thin? Are your hearts weighed down with dissipation? Are you running here, doing this, doing that, doing that, running, I got kids, I got this, I got that, I got this, I got that. Is your heart weighed down? It's amazing. If it's spread thin, surely that's, no, if you spread thin, spread thin, friends. If you spread thin and you lie on the, on the, um, on water, whatever, that's better. You float, right? Um, here with your heart, if you spread thin, it weighs your heart down. And then it's sober-minded drunkenness. Drunkenness, friends, is you don't actually forgotten who you are. And anything's all cool. And the cares of this life, that that day come upon you suddenly like a trap. It's like a trap. For it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Friends, it's gonna come on every single one of us whether we like it or not. That day is coming. But that day doesn't have to come like a trap. It come like a glorious event. Amen? Because we're ready and because we're exercising who we are in God and we are actually welcoming that day. That's what the people of God are supposed to be doing. It's welcoming that day. For it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the earth, but stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. We need to stay awake praying that we would escape all these things, friends. The heart of God is this is a year of prayer. Every year is a year of prayer. But this is a focus, it's a year of prayer. Beginning of the year saw the ascending of angels up and down 
uh, as God was ministering, as God was doing things, but I saw heaven and earth come together in unity, friends, and Jesus being manifest and displayed in His glory and in His beauty, friends. And when He's displayed in His fullness, nothing is impossible with God because it's all about Him. It's not about us, friends. It's never been about us, friends, and nothing that we can do, friends, will actually make sure that this thing happens. It's about Him being displayed. And the only way He can be displayed in His fullness, friends, is when we come into line, into unity, when we come uh, as one with God and allow Him to come into His fullness, friends, when, when our prayers come into line, when our hearts come into line. Okay, jump back to, or if you're still there in 1 Peter. 1 Peter? No. 1 John chapter 3. You can read 1 Peter. It's very good. But let's just go to 1 John chapter 3. Let me quickly read you some scripture. Try and pull this together. Let's read from verse uh, 16. By this we know love that he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. If anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother is in need, um, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. By this, we shall know that we are of the truth and measure our hearts before him. Wherever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and he knows everything. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. Whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his son Jesus and love one another just as he has commanded us. For the sake of time, let me just quickly say it like this. It, it seems like it's an interesting scripture because it seems like it's telling us two things here. First of all, let me just go to the, the second part and say, whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments. So whatever we pray, we're gonna get an answer because we keep his commandments. And then it says to me, it says to me, uh, and this is his commandment, that we believe in the name of the son Jesus and that we love one another. So let me narrow that down and say this. So, so whatever I ask and whatever I pray, God will answer if I believe in Jesus and I, and, and I love my fellow brother, right? Okay, so let's break that down a little bit further. Okay. So is he saying he answers prayers if we believe in Jesus and if we love one another? No, because they will be contrary to, to the word. So we believe, friends, because of what Christ has done in our hearts and lives. I can't take credit for that. Every single one of us have had the love of God shed abroad in our hearts, right? So we can't take credit for that too. So what is he trying to, to understand? What is he trying to share with us here? What's he trying to impart to us? What he's trying to share here is the believing. Romans 10, 10 says what? With the heart, man believes. It's talking about a heart here. Yeah, let me, let me jump to the first part and maybe. Little children, let not love, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. So he's using two words. He's saying word or talk, and he's saying deed and truth. How many of you understand word and deed? That one makes sense, right? You in word or deed. How many understand in talk or truth? Doesn't kind of make sense, right? So when we look at talk and when we look at, at deed, friends, what's the difference there? What's he trying to impart and he's trying to say something here? He's trying to share with us that it's not just about 
saying something. An expression of something is your heart. So it's got to be a heart thing, not just a word thing. So it's not, he's not knocking us speaking. He's not speaking, he's not knocking that we, sh, we can, you can love people with by your words, right? But he's saying it's got to be deeper than that. Amen? And then he's not just saying just the deed. Because 1 Corinthians 13, 3 says you can give everything away and you can give your body to be burned, but if you don't have love, it's nothing. Benefits you nothing. It's, it's, it's useless. So it's not just in the deed. So what is it, friends? <laughs> he uses the word talk and he uses truth. Why use those two words? Because truth, friends, comes from the heart. So that when you speak, it must be truth. Don't say, I'm gonna come to your house tonight and then not come. Don't say, I love you. James chapter two, James, chapter two. <laughs> when he says, if you come across a person who's poorly clothed and hungry, you don't say, go in peace, bless you, and pray you be warm. You, you do something, right? There's a sacrifice. When we... We do something, when we say something, friends, it must come from the heart. It's very quiet in here. I feel like I'm working hard here. Are you listening? So what is he trying to get us to understand here? He's trying to get us to understand that in our prayers, friends, the key thing in our prayers is that it's coming from the Heart, not an external expression, but a heart expression. So in the days that we're living in, what God's wanting to see, what God's trying to encourage for every single one of us is rather let your heart. You know, in Luke chapter 18, I think it's right from the very beginning, he wants to share that beautiful parable about the, the judge and the woman who's here at him. And he says, I wanna share how you need to pray and not lose heart. And I used to always, because in light of the whole, of the whole parable, used to go, yes, you know, uh, that means to not lose heart. It means um, to not be persistent, to keep going, right? Um, but I, I was sitting there, and as I was just talking to the Lord, just got a, a, a bigger understanding and revelation. When we pray, friends, don't lose heart. I'm saying this like I'm trying to <laughs> No, yeah, I better not do that. With the heart, man believes. What he's trying to tell us is that prayer has got a, sp a specific design. <laughs> and if you misuse the design, it malfunctions. It's the, the design is the effect of faith and the cause of love. If we try to pray when we really do not believe in the name of his son, prayer malfunctions. If we try to pray when our aim is not to love, prayer malfunctions. And that's not because keeping his commandments earns answers to prayer, but because prayer is designed to give power to obedience. Prayer is God's way of making himself available for us 
when we're pouring ourselves out in love for others. Prayer is the power of love. It's the power of love. Prayer, friends, is the power of love. It's the path of obedience, friends. It's the power of the path of obedience. When our hearts, not our heads, not our intelligence, not our words, but our hearts come into line in obedience and in line with the Word and in line with the Holy Spirit and become one, friends, and as we declare and as we speak that, friends, that's when God comes. And that's when nothing is impossible to those that believe. So what's the challenge? What's the challenge to us? The challenge for us today, friends, is as a church, God has called us to be this incredible family. A group of people that display, not, they display beauty and function and working together. They don't display malfunction, weird, but they display working together. How is that going to happen? Family fire. Holy Spirit's gonna come. Holy Spirit's the oil. Holy Spirit's the, the one who will uh, energize oil, uh, release, enable the colors to all begin to flow so that we can begin to come out. Things begin to work properly, not unproperly. Amen? That's what Holy Spirit wants to do. Now, how does He do that? The way He does that is you and I have got to come from head, come from image, come from portrayal, come from veneer, come from external friends and come into back to reality of heart. Amen. Because you know what happens, friends, is you sitting there amongst four other people and you're all struggling in an area and no one's prepared to be real, so then God can't, Holy Spirit can't come with His fire. So let's all pretend that we're actually depression. <gasps> Such a word, never heard of it. I smile every day. Inside I'm going, dear God, I don't know if I can get up this morning. Holy Spirit, fire wants to come. Because the person sitting next to you going, oh, never heard of it. It's also battling. See, Holy Spirit wants to come with His fire, but it's gotta be real. Amen. And we've gotta then have heaven's heart. God wants to give us His heart which is love for people. That's why, if you remember in the scripture, it talks about Jesus saying he laid down his life. John 15, 13 says, no greater love than this than a man would lay down his life for his friends. There's something about laying down his life. Friends, you can't believe in Jesus and be upset with the way he lived. Right? So if you look at the way he lived, friends, then surely that will lead to love. Because that's his heart for people. So as a church, we're stirring one another up to what? Love and good deeds. But not an external good deed so that we can, oh yeah, look, whoo, if it's not our heart. Because it's, then there won't be power. Holy Spirit will not come breathe upon it. And friends, out there the world's needing the Holy Spirit fire. Not man's little woo-hoo-hoo. Remember that Moses threw down his rod and turned it into a snake and all the magicians and guys came along and threw down there and also turned it into a snake, right? The world's also got tricks and there's ways of doing a whole bunch of stuff, amen? But then his snake ate their snakes, amen? So it's, there's lots of many solutions a way you can do a whole bunch of stuff, but the world's answers, friends, are way limited and weak for what God's calling us to, but we have to be, have Holy Spirit's fire. We are not an answer 
without Holy Spirit's fire. We're not an answer in ourselves. We can't do it. And if you do do it and you do it in your own strength, you're gonna be tired, you're gonna be weak, you're gonna only do it for a little while, then you're gonna be exhausted and trust me, some other snake's gonna come and eat you. But when you do it in God, it's lasting, it's eternal because it's effective, it's powerful, it's the fire. Amen. So that's why I'm preaching this and spitting a lot is because I'm wanting, stop drinking Coke and drink water. Because I'm wanting to see, friends, this year, I want to see a demonstration of a group of people moving in family fire where there's no competition. We're not, trying to, we're not working against one another. We're not uh, uh, arguing, fighting, nailing one another, friends. You know, the reality of church, friends, we should never be actually even uh, speaking negative. I'll tell you why. There's plenty of that out there. Amen? You'll get that. You're gonna get attacked on whatever you believe. You come into church. I believe I am the next Billy Graham, whatever. And trust me, when you get out there, there's gonna be plenty of oaks telling you you're an idiot. But when you come in the life of the church, you want most of the church or all the church speaking to you going, come on, how can we make that happen? Let's, let's do this thing together. Let's, let's, let's let the fire of God take you and let's catapult you into all that you're called to. Amen? Amen. Even if you're in your heart, you're going, well, he's not quite ready, you know, and he's a little bit arrogant. He's got some rough edges. And so maybe I'm there. I'll just be the sandpaper. I'll help the guy. No, that's not kingdom. Kingdom is to say, listen, let's just, let's go, baby. Because as we're going out there, there's plenty of things helping the guy get sandpapered into the arrow that he's, amen. So what God's called us to do, friends, is to be family. The way we do that, friends, is we've got to get the heart. And so I'm encouraging you. I'm not standing in front of you here as the pastor going, listen, follow me, I'm the hero. I'm saying to you, I wanna be real with the family. I wanna say, I fasted this week incredibly badly or incredibly well. Depends which part you're looking at. I'm saying every single one of you here have got challenges. Every single one of you here are, are going through difficulties. And I'm saying don't hide it. And this isn't coming out of the closet uh, morning where let's all now just stand up next week and all declare all where we've got challenges. I'm saying there's a journey here with family. I'm saying people that you trust. But I'm saying if you go before the God, and, uh, before the God, before God and just be real, and then walk a journey with one another. And that's why we have connect groups. And we can be vulnerable. You say, listen, I really am battling with fear. No, not like, oof, I can't say fear. Fear in the church is like, woo. People go, what? What did you say? It's like a swear word. So this is quite, there's, I mean, there's probably a lot of people here sitting here that, are, that struggle with fear. But no one's gonna tell anyone. I'm saying today, friends, that if you want the Holy Spirit to come, Holy Spirit has no, is not intimidated by fear. But Holy Spirit can't work if you don't acknowledge that there's fear. Because He can work in spite of fear. If you'll just acknowledge and allow Him to come. That's why the power of God, the presence of God, since the beginning of time has declared to us very clearly, friends, that it's not about weak failing situations. People were, the, the generals were, were not the greatest people, friends. Some of them had divorced and they were alcoholics and they were messed up, friends, but the power of God was moving through their lives as they surrendered to God, as they allowed Him to come and to do what He's needed to do. And I'm not advocating that we just, what I'm trying to advocate, friends, is God cannot move in His power unless we're honest, unless we're open, unless we're vulnerable, unless we have got His heart. And his heart is to love people and you cannot love people, friends, unless you allow God to work in your heart. And I believe with every part of my being and I'm landing with this and maybe next week you share on just, Jane just got to the prophetic was the prophetic needs a new wineskin. I believe the wine skin is the heart. And I'm, Jane's got incredible revelation that God's giving you on that. But this wine of the Holy Spirit, friends, it wants to use people who are just open and vulnerable and honest and transparent. It doesn't want to use giants and giftings and, and all the fancy stuff, friends. 
when actually reality of who they are and what's going on there. Friends, there are far too many people with that. There's this huge void here and the Holy Spirit can't work. And anything that's done out there, friends, is not lasting anyway. So I believe God wants to use us as a family tremendously. I believe God's been preparing people's hearts for a long time now. I believe last year was a positioning and a preparation of the soil uh, for seeds to germinate and things to begin to happen. And I believe we are ready to launch. So just to encourage you, I don't think this is now a process of we're gonna now do a whole bunch of stuff as a church. I think you, have, you haven't even realized what God's been doing. You might be sitting there going, gee, was last year, wow, it was terrible, or this happened, or that happened. I wonder why this was going on in my life. God was just preparing you. Because we were about to launch. And it's simply this, we're about to become real. <laughs> and when we become real, we're about to become relevant. <laughs> and when we become relevant, we allow Holy Spirit's fire to come. Amen. Amen. So shall we stand this morning? You know, when you go through difficulties and challenges in your life, you don't need another word or another scripture or another picture. What you need is somebody to come alongside you and say, I understand. I'm gonna fight for you and with you. And I'm not gonna let you go until you win. That's a father. So I'm telling you, church, if you stay in 24-7, you're part of 24-7. I'm gonna father you. And that has got nothing to do with how good I am or not good I am. That's got to do with a heart. Because I'm so for you winning this year. And I don't think a whole bunch of knowledge is going to make you win this year. I think a whole bunch of love, a whole bunch of encouragement, a whole bunch of heart is going to cause you to succeed this year. Amen. So we're gonna pray as a church. I don't know, whatever Holy Spirit's been speaking to you while I've been talking, this has been wrestling with me for probably a couple of weeks and I don't even know if I'm saying it really well, but I, there's so much in my heart. Yeah. But I just know I wanna get out of my head. And I hope you understand that because I could have theologians screaming now me saying that. But, but I just want to pray this morning, Lord God, that it's not about us knowing the scripture and the right thing to say. It's about having the right heart. I believe you wanna answer every person's prayer, Lord. And I know that the Bible says, it's incredible scripture in the Bible, a father says, I believe, help me in my unbelief. Friends, he came to Jesus. He wasn't talking about unbelief in Jesus. He was talking about an unbelief whether Jesus could do it. I wanna share, we wanna lift up our hearts to you today, Lord God, and say, Father, we don't wanna be a, a people that don't believe. We wanna be a people that believe. With a heart, man believes. We want to have hearts that believe, Lord God. But we want hearts that are full of love. Because nothing else matters except faith working through love. And I believe it's time for the family of God to arise and let faith work through love. 
And the only way that can happen, Father, is if we're vulnerable and raw. Let you deal with our hearts. Be open in our hearts, Lord God. Let's not pretend, Father. Maybe you're sitting here today and you don't even know if Jesus is even real or you, you're not even sure. You don't even really like to come to church. You come because of because it's the right thing to do or out of response to. God wants you just to be raw and real and say, Lord, here am I. This is who I am. I, just talk to me, Lord. Help me, Lord. You don't have to stretch and you don't have to pull. He's right there. He's right there with you and I. He wants to breathe on us and He wants to make this come alive. And He doesn't mind that you sit in your frailty or your weakness. He doesn't mind that maybe you don't know all the scriptures or you don't really know. He just wants to join and come into union with you, the real you, who you are. And He wants you to just trust Him, believe in Him and let Him come in His power so that you can be love. First and foremost, to the family around you. And then secondly, out there, to your brothers and sisters. It's no good going out to our brothers and sisters and pretending to be love and doing all the right things and showing them and demonstrating something that's not real. Because you can give away everything and give your body to be burned, but if you don't have love. I believe God wants us to become a very effective church. I believe God wants us to become a loving church. And that's our slogan, love lived out and all those nice things. But I believe today he's starting with our hearts. So just as the piano is playing, I, I don't wanna say a lot of words. I just wanna give a few moments. You can put in your own words. Just giving your heart to God. If you need to repent, say, Lord, I'm just trying to be this person, trying to be the right person person for the moment or I'm trying to be the right husband or the right wife or I'm, I'm trying to do everything right. Just give that to God and repent. Say, I don't want to try and be that. I just want to be real with you and I want to tell you who I am. And I want to let Holy Spirit's fire come. And I want Him to, to do what He needs to do in my life. Because I believe, church, that there are people sitting here around you that are needing your honesty to bring healing into their own lives. There are captives here, friends, that in your honesty and vulnerability will break chains. Lord, we call the Holy Spirit fire of God to come over us as a congregation. We ask that the Spirit of God would come Come one with our hearts and our lives so that we can reveal perfectly Jesus Christ. So that this body can mature, Lord God, to be the hands and the feet of Jesus in this year and to see our prayers answered. It's, a great, it's the greatest delight of God, friends, that He gave us His ability to pray and to ask Him something and then for Him to give you the answers. I believe God's wanting to do the impossible because that's who He is. And He wants to work with imperfect people. But He wants to work with humble and honest heart people. He wants to pour in His new wine into the new wineskin of the heart. So just... Let me just speak to him for a few moments. Jesus. Jesus.
felt the Lord say to me during the week. He said, son, don't pretend. Contend. Friends, it's time not to pretend. It's time to contend. Contend for the things of God. do this in our own strength, Father. Even trying to do it in our own strength is a it's not gonna it's not gonna help. Sometimes it's so sore to be real. Sometimes it's raw. To really be honest with ourselves, to open ourselves up and actually be truthful. It's sore. It's hard to do it in your own ability, but the Holy Spirit can do it. Just invite him in and say, come, beautiful Holy Spirit. For some of us this morning, maybe it's even hard to pray. But if we have to pray in a corporate setting, well, we can quote scriptures and we can say a whole bunch of stuff. For some of us, it's hard to even feel whether God's there and, and to even have a relationship we're not even sure if we've got a relationship I'm too scared to say that because well somebody might not think I'm born again or um, I've been saved a long time so I should be you don't know how many people sitting here might be facing the same challenges it's only when we're honest that we can invite Holy Spirit that He can come and bring change he can come breathe because he's right there. Come and ignite. Come and speak to us in the middle of the night. Just come and make himself real. Just because he's Holy Spirit. I believe this church is filled with every color in the spectrum. And I believe this year, those colors are going to flow like rivers. Just like the picture there of the paint. That comes from a vision that Bernie had of an angel just pouring out like a big tin of paint. And just the colors of God just flowing like rivers. Just flowing into one another. Do you know that when colors flow into one another, they create new colors? You know how beautiful that is? Do you know how sad it would be if we pretended to be another color? But when you just be your color and the person next to you is their, is their color, then they flow together and creates a new color. Do you know how many colors we can create? By just being real and who we are. I thank you, Lord, this morning for every single person and these amazing colors. These are amazing people and amazing colors. And I just ask, Lord God, that as we true to our color and our flavor and who we are, Lord God, that Holy Spirit, you would come with your fire and you would so empower and anoint and you would so release over this house that there'd be such great family fire here, Lord God. Such a beautiful fire that people will be drawn to the fire. And this house will be filled with people sitting around the fire, wanting to be part of the fire, jumping into the fire, becoming a bigger fire for more people to get warmth and to, to draw near, for the light to get brighter and greater. For a never-ending kingdom, Lord God, of God, full of light, in the name of Jesus. And may this church, 24-7, always have heaven's heart. 
We ask this in the precious and wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you're doing way beyond. I don't even know how to end. want to linger I, I never I don't actually know anymore how to close the service because I love Holy Spirit now I, I never want to shut him down I know he's doing a work in people's lives everyone's at different places all I want to say is that please be released and feel free if you can go quietly out the back to Hebrews we've got beautiful toasted sandwiches again of cheese or cheese and tomato and and uh, chicken mayo sandwiches and all of that and lovely coffees. And... But if you can sneak out, others, if you just wanna sit and let Holy Spirit continue to do a hard work. God's not in a rush, friends. That's why I love it's about the heart. There's such gifted people in here, but you don't have to rush in now and you have to do this and that. Let Him work on your heart. It is all about the heart. But I know when God's done His work. I know that those colors are gonna come forth and I'm so excited and expectant. But let Him do that. If any of you are needing prayer, needing us to pray with you, please come to the front. Otherwise, um, honestly love you, church. I'm excited about this year. I'm excited about what God's doing. I'm excited to partner and to be a father to this family and uh, to cause you to soar higher and further than I've ever been able to go because that's what he does, friends. We're about family. My desire is that the family goes further, goes higher, goes, goes to places I've never even been. I want you to succeed. I want you to flourish. I want you to fulfill the mandate and the assignment on your life. So I love you, bless you. I hope you have a great week in God. Please find a connect group. Please phone people and family and connect with family and encourage them. Be the fire of God to one another in this week. And let's taste and see just how amazingly good God is. In Jesus' name.